A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Yeah, you're listening to the following on podcast in partnership with the ECB. I'm Mark Nicholas and I have with me Darren Goff and Matt Pryor to look back on the second day of the third test between West Indies and England in Grenada. West Indies finished the day on 232 for eight. That's a lead of 28. Uh, They began well with uh, Craig Brathwaite and John Campbell looking in command. They put on 50 for the first wicket, but somehow managed to slip from 50 for no wicket to 95 for six. My mood again. That's LBW, is it? That's Kettler. Yes, it is. No, it does bang that in. Now, what's that hit? They love it. England love it. A glove on it. A wicket. Wokes is in once again, and that one is straight and stayed down, and the finger goes up. Joshua De Silva and Elzari Joseph rallied, though, before the latter fell with the score on 177 for eight. But De Silva hung on in there and put the West Indies in control with his battling 50. That's flicked away out towards deep mid-wicket and it's going to run away for four. It, it was just too straight. Uh, it's a lovely shot from Joshua De Silva and well done to him, he's reached 50. Well, I'm looking down this, this tail and, and I'm thinking, that you know, it's unbelievable, this scorecard. Um, Joshua De Silva unbeaten with 54, Alzari Joseph made 28 and Kimar Roach is unbeaten with 25. So it didn't look good, did it? Let's be honest, guys. At, at 6 for 95 and then 7 for 128. But the score's now 232 for 8. <laughs> they've done extremely well, Matt. Well, and they've done exactly... Well, they've done to England exactly what England did to them yesterday. With, you know, given that bit of hope, England would have thought... They got themselves into a position, very strong position, where they thought, OK, well, we're going to go into the third innings with, with a bit of a lead here. Maybe not a lot of a lead, but certainly... S- uh, a bit of a lead, um, but but West Indies have played brilliantly. I th- look, Joshua De Silva. To be fair to him, because one one thing I will say is, as a wicketkeeper as well, he's been poor. He had a p- poor in, um, poor time with the gloves. That sometimes can creep into your batting. It can affect can affect you. But he's done a fantastic job for for his team. And at the end there, he started to play some really nice shots as well. He, he looked he, he started looking like the top order batsman that we know he can be. Yeah, exactly. I think it's been um, an unbelievable day's test cricket. In fact, I've, I've really enjoyed it. After watching Barbados last week and the Antigua the week before, we've come here 
and you've got two teams who are lacking in confidence, who are have to grind for every wicket and every run, and that's the way it's been this series. And we've got three days left of this test match with both teams in the game and they're having to fight for every run. It's, 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 it's been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's well worth England saying to themselves, listen, we were 114 for nine in the first innings of this match and all but out of it. Now, West Indies are only 28 in front and are eight down. Yeah, so again, I think both teams have to be realistic. The West Indies had to be positive last night, even though they got England at 114 for nine. They put them in and they still dismissed them for 204. All the fight was on England today. They had to come out and stay in the game. England have done that. They had a poor new ball. Wokes and Overton were, were average. But they came back in their second spells. They delivered and got themselves back into the game. But the West Indies again, after T, when it tends to flatten out, have gone back ahead. But it's still a one innings game for me. A lead of only 20, what is it, 28? Yep. Is nowhere. Oh, no, it, it, on any other pitch, he's probably a leader about 45. But realistically, England can come out tomorrow and bat well and they're favourites for the game again. Yeah. Well, well they've got to get two wickets first. I was going to say, they've got to knock two over first. They'll knock them over quickly in the morning. Oh, OK, Goffey, good. Nice to hear. Well, the star for West Indies definitely has been Joshua De Silva and Samuel Badri is chatting to him now. Joshua De Silva, oh, very well played. Congratulations on beating half century. Your fourth half century for the West Indies, but first in the region. How special was that knock? Uh, very special. Uh, my home form hasn't been very good, so it's good to get to raise my bat in front of the home crowds and just get, get something done for the team. It was very much needed. And when you went in, the score was 95 for six. You got it past over 200. You got a lead. How important were those partnerships along the way? Extremely important. A lot of thanks to Zari and Rochi. They played pretty well. and. And um, Kyle Mayers as well with a 28, so he, all of us played a very big part and Rochi and Alzari, even bigger part than me. Yeah, I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. You seem to trust those guys, not shading them, giving them the strike, trusting their defences and having that partnership going. Yeah, Rochi can bat, Alzari can definitely bat. I have all faith in Jaden as well, so when it comes down tomorrow, we're just trying to get as much runs on the board as possible and get a good lead. And tell us a little bit about the surface. It seemed to have settled down quite nicely. The ball isn't doing as much in the later part of the day. Yeah, it's actually, it, it, it flattened out a lot. There's the odd one staying low, not much spin at all. I think Leach got one to spin to me, but other than that, it's pretty up and down. Yeah, at one point, it seems as though you guys were going to concede a deficit. In the end, you have a lead. How much further would you want to push it out tomorrow? As far as we can. Come out tomorrow and bat the same way we did. Just try and get runs on the board and do the best we can. Thank you very much, Joshua. Well played today Thank again. You. All the, all so many interviews around the world, and it, it, it's like saying, you know, how many do you want? Well, 480. <laughs> you know, it's like, how much more lead do you want tomorrow? We'll push him as far as we can. Quite right too. I like him. I, I, I agree that he didn't keep wicket especially well, but you've explained why it's difficult to keep wicket on these sort of pitches. I just like his attitude to the game, and I'm interested that somebody with that good method is having success on this so-called incredibly difficult pitch. Yeah, and he had, look, the first thing you have to do is earn the right. It's one of those pitches where you have to earn the right. You have to, you have, to have a bit of luck. You have to play and miss a little bit. But if you stick to your process, keep it pretty simple. You know, this is the thing. The most complicated, complicated thing about cricket is keeping it simple. Keep the game simple, but earn the right. He, he faced 100 and whatever balls before he really started getting some rhythm. And then actually the new ball came onto the bat better and he started middling it, played some nice shots. But he did the hard yards first he didn't come out and try and hit it from from ball one i i i really enjoyed that interview in fact because 
what's obvious is, you know, he, he commented there himself. He said, I needed to do something for the team. My home form hasn't been good. It's not like he's pretending it's not there. He, he will have walked out feeling under pressure. And it, he's just really, really chuffed that he's been able to contribute. What do you make of Chris Wokes today, Goffey? Well, I think he's been poor with a new ball. Um, I think the pressure of knowing he has to perform. He's got a pitch that's more suited to him. He knew he had to perform. And I think he's felt that pressure with a new ball especially. But the way he came back with that extra zip, balled up better length, that fuller length with the odd bouncer, that's the Wokes that we want to see. That's the Wokes that I trust, I believe in. And, and we got it, didn't we, for two spells today. He come back again with a new ball at the end and he tried almost too hard. He, he sniffed a 5-4 and he, he just tried too hard rather than just trust what he'd been doing in the previous two spells. Uh, but he'll be pretty happy inside because he's t- taken three wickets. Okay. Well, I think we can hear from the man himself now. No, not quite yet. We'll have to wait a second. He's coming, definitely. Um, Matt, um, what do you see in Chris Wokes that, that's different? Do you think he has less confidence abroad? Do you think the fact that there's not the swing and zip off the scene that there is in England? Or do you think it's just it's the old story? It eats away at you if you don't have success. I think it's as much that as anything else. It just eats away at you. He, he, he doesn't have it, have much confidence. I, I personally think, watching him, particularly in that last spell, he bowled some horrible swinging, suddenly swinging in and miles down the leg side. He just looks out of rhythm and out of out of neck. Potentially, the pressure of leading the attack, it's a, it's a different pressure as well. That might be getting to him. and uh, Or he might not be coping with that as, as well as he, he may have. Um but but as Goffey says, look, he, he's we know his quality in in England. It's just he has a mental block, and I think a lot of it's got to do with the le- his natural length that he bowls. He likes to run in and bowl, you know, hit a sort of back of a length rather than throw it up fuller. And when he bowls fuller, he gets what we would call it floaty. It doesn't quite come out with as much heat on it. And, and intensity. I think that's his, his big problem. English bowlers of that pace over, well, over the history of English cricket have relied on the seam. You know, if, if you can hit the seam in England, you'll probably get something out of most pitches. You can put it there in England. You can put it there and, and let the pitch do the work. You look at some of the guys who year in, year out, we've got one at Yorkshire, Pato. He's 38 years old now and he puts the ball on a length every year, takes 50 wickets plus every year. There's a 46-year-old Stevens. Stevens still doing it. Just put, what, 70 miles an hour now, right? Puts it on a length, swings it both ways, got natural skill, great wrist position and he takes wickets. Year in, year out. He opens the ball in at 46. I mean, it's ridiculous when you think about it. But you can imagine him bowling on this pitch, can't you? I mean, how difficult would it be for him to get a breakthrough on this pitch? Mm. be almost impossible for him. Yeah. And, but that's what happens. You get lazy. You can put it there. You can bowl within yourself. When you go to places like this where you have to hit a length hard, it is hard on your body, it is hard on you mentally, and you have to want to do it. All right. Okay, well, we can hear from Chris Wokes now, and he is with Samuel Badry. I think we're pretty pleased with how we've gone today, to be honest. Um, you know, we obviously didn't probably play as well as we would have liked yesterday. Obviously, the two boys down the back end got us out a bit of trouble. Um, so I think with the bowling effort today, I think we're pretty pleased. I think the wicket played better at times today. Still had moments where it showed a bit of variable bounce. But um, to be honest, I think it played better, especially when the ball got softer. So I think we'd probably take that at the start of the day. Yeah, and at the start of the day, everyone thought that the first hour would have been so crucial. 
you guys bowled some 17 overs before you got that first wicket. If you had an opportunity to do it again, would you guys have done anything differently? Um, I think naturally we'd have bowled a little bit fuller um, and maybe risked a few, you know, a few more boundaries for a few more chances. Um, but I actually thought the wicket played quite nicely this morning. I think the roller clearly made an, a difference. I think after that drinks break, um, you know, the, with, when the roller fit seemed to have ro um, wore off a little bit, the ball started to do a little bit more. Um, and then we found a better length and, and naturally we picked up wickets doing that. And what is it about these final wicket partnerships? Your last wicket partnership, 90, the highest of the innings. This partnership, currently the highest of the innings for the West Indies. What is it about these tailenders or lower order batsmen rather? Yeah, that's a better way to put it maybe. Um, <laughs> they're certainly playing nicely, aren't they? Um, I think, I, I don't, it's hard to put your finger on it. I think, you know, when you get to the end of the day, you know, bowlers maybe don't have the same sort of sting that you have at the start of the day when you're fresh and ready to go. And I think we certainly saw that with the West Indies boys yesterday. Maybe that was similar with us today. I'm not sure. You know, certainly not through a lack of effort. Um, but also credit to the guys down the order. I think they've played played better. Maybe the wicket gets a little bit, bit better as the day goes on, potentially. Um, maybe there might be something in that. But other than that, we've just got to keep, you know, bashing away and, you know, maybe give the, the guys down the order a little bit more credit. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Okay, Chris Wokes there, we're talking pretty honestly um, and highlighting one or two aspects that we've discussed ourselves. Let's throw it forward to tomorrow and to the rest of the match. Is this a game that you implicitly believe England can or will, will win? They can win, yes. Will they? I'm not sure. Um, 
again, it's the first first hour, really important first hour, first session, all of that. Um, you know, they need these two wickets quickly. I, I'm worried if West Indies get too much of a lead. Um, the England batting, we know, has been frail for a long time. Look, let's be positive here. Let's hope they're going to get it. Goffey said it. They're going to get two early wickets. They're going to come out, bat well, and bowl the West Indies out. I actually do believe England will win this test match. Um, I, th- I think West Indies' chance was that first day, although they have got that lead now. Having England 114 for nine, the game would have been over now if they'd have knocked them over quickly. But the West Indies have come back into it um, and showed great spirit at the end there. And I think tomorrow, I think England will get two early wickets and I think England will go past them. It'll probably be Joe Root that gets 100. Or Ben Stokes will do something special. England have got special players and I think... One or two of them might step up to the mark. Very good. Thank you very much to Matt Pryor and to Darren Goff. The lead then for West Indies, 28, with two of their first innings wickets in hand. You've been listening to Following On here on TalkSport 2 in partnership with the ECB. As we say good night, we'll also turn our attentions back to a day that's been full of interest. Campbell chops it away behind square on the offside. He's hit that nice and he's going to get four. I'd be worried already if I was Joe Root. I, 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 I would because, because there's no ugh, spite in the bowling at all. Well, Looked I would say promising. England have been distinctly average. Saki Mahmood uh, around the wicket balls. Cut by Campbell behind square on the offside and it's racing away for four. It was kind of you to say that England's bowling has been average. I could have use some different terms but I'm conscious that I'm on public radio manners here is uh, Saki Bamud oh short wide that's a gift he's absolutely thrown the kitchen sink at that as John Campbell just another terrible delivery I'm going to say I've, I've, I've had enough with, with mincing my words it's been really bad it's been awful for me in the first hour oh that one's gone straight along the ground Ben Stokes appeals Brathwaite doesn't even bother to look up he starts to walk I, First time perhaps I've ever seen a batter walk off the field for an LBW. And Ben Stokes has the breakthrough for England. Mahmood again. That's LBW, is it? That's Kepler. Yes, it is. And so Brooks, who looked in good touch, has to go. And that's the beauty of bowling straight. Overton again. That's, is that a little edge? There's something, a clicky sort of noise. Well, it has definitely hit something. There's a spike as the ball is on to the glove. And Joel Wilson overturns his decision. Magnificent bowling from Craig Overton. Good to hear you, Skip. How are you doing? I'm well. It's nice to hear you, Goffey. Anyway, this must be light relief from your day job, is it, at the moment? Oh, this is happy days. It's like Christmas, this half. <laughs> Honestly, mate, I, I couldn't wait to, to get a car down here this morning. <laughs> I ran out the house. Here's uh, Wokes. No, he does bang that in. Now, what's that hit? They love it. England love it. A glove on it, a wicket. Works again now. That is out. Besto takes the catch. Holder is anything but secure. Suddenly, West Indies are five down, and guess who is the main man? Chris Wokes. Well bowled, Chris Wokes. Welcome to the party. It's easy, this plane abroad. You don't have to be in England on green seamers. Grenada's most famous cricketer at the moment would be uh, Andre Fletcher. Do you know what his nickname is? Fletch. I thought you'd know Fletch. that. Could you call this place? It's a good <laughs> guess, though, that man. Is, I like that. Fletch. Wokes is in once again, and that one is straight and stayed down, and the finger goes up. Pitch it up, ball at the stumps, get the 
batsman wanting to come forward. Thank you, Chris Wilkes. Really, really pleased for Chris Wilkes. Here is uh, Stokes once again. Chipped up into the air and out. Straight to second, Mahmood. West Indies, we've been here before, but the West Indies are in trouble. Wilkes turns, so he stands up with that bat raised, pointing to first or second slip. He goes for the hook shot. It's high in the air. It's a great hit. Okay, I know you need to go, but just before you do, have you seen any monkeys on the island yet? No, I haven't. Your challenge from me is to go and find yourself an agouti. It sounds like something that should come with a straw and a pink umbrella. <laughs> Loads of ice. Joseph goes leg side this time. He's inside edge and I think he's been taken. And total disbelief with that shot. 80 overs gone. The new ball's available. I suspect he won't take it immediately. Give over. I'll be throwing my shoe at the TV <laughs> if they don't take it. <laughs>